Well, thank you for being here for Above Board with Candor Path. My name is Rich, and I will be your host today. Your host with the most, I hope the most. I was thinking recently about uh, a conversation I had with somebody that was seeking me out for some professional mentoring. This person was very um, forthcoming and very honest and very real. And they shared that they had been going through a very hard time, both professionally and personally, taking a leave of absence from work for a while. And now when they came back, they were feeling a little bit, not so much lost, but wanting to find their way. Sometimes you can want to find your way. It doesn't necessarily mean you're lost. You can walk out of your house and decide you're going to go for a walk and stand there for a minute thinking, which direction am I going to go? And am I going to go left? Am I going to go right? Am I going to go forward? You know, that that whole expression, and I'll probably butcher it, but something along the lines of not all who wander are lost. Really struck me when I thought about that. Not everybody who is standing still looking around or even walking in a direction looking around it doesn't mean that they're necessarily lost. Sometimes it it just means they're trying to figure it out as they go along. I give this person a lot of credit. They they're young. And the fact that they had enough insight to realize that they needed a break, they needed to take a leave of absence, they needed to recalibrate and to rethink where they were really struck me. I was honored that they asked me of all people to be somebody to give them some guidance, some advice. I realize at the age that I am, I'm way more than halfway through my life. I'm 56. I doubt very seriously I'm going to live another 56 years. I think back to my father who passed away at 59, three years or less from where I am right now. My father took his last breath at that age. It's not a long time from now. He was a young man. And I've thought as I was speaking to this person, wow, how many of us maybe don't have the courage or the insight or the confidence to say, I'm struggling, I need a break, much less to be able to come back from that struggle, from that break, if you will, and say, I need to figure this all out. I need to find meaning in what I'm doing. I need to get back on track but I don't want to be on the same track that I was before. I don't, I don't want to be the same person I was before. I don't want to do the same things I've done before. It was meant to be a professional conversation, but it ended up being, if you will, somewhat spiritual. I'm a nurse and I've seen a lot of difficult things. I've seen people struggle both with their health, obviously, but also with the with the parts of their health that we don't often talk about, their mental health, their psychological health. I've seen families that make no sense. I've seen people that treat each other horribly. I've seen unspeakable violence, the outcomes of that. And also I've helped heal. You know, I've I've helped bring healing to people. There's something that's always fascinated me. Wounds. Yeah. If you've never seen a wound, which I'd be surprised because at some point in your life, unless you've lived in a plastic bubble, you've probably cut yourself. Wounds heal from the inside out. It's a fascinating thing. You, you can actually sometimes, especially with deep wounds, deep surgical wounds or stab wounds or gunshot wounds, I've seen all of them more than I'd like to, more than I'd like to uh, uh, actually think about sometimes. But you'll notice that 
you know, on the outside, the wound is open, but on the inside, it begins to like granulate and all the cells start to come together. And, and there's this like healing. It's, it's almost like it bubbles up from the beginning. I, I wonder if somewhere, if there's like a fast action, is that what they call it, where they speed up a video of a wound healing and it heals from the inside out. And I thought to myself, that's really how all healing takes place. That's how, whether you're talking about professional healing or personal healing or coming back from the loss of a loved one, coming back from the loss of a professional situation, coming back from the loss of a football game or a soccer game or whatever what you would consider a loss where you would need some healing, it, it definitely happens from the inside out. Yet funny, we're always looking for that healing to happen from the outside in. What does somebody need to say to me for me to feel better? What needs to happen for me to get over this situation? What do I need to do differently externally to feel better, to feel more connected, to feel more put together? And it's funny that we we often forget the simplicity of what healing is. And healing takes place from the inside out. As I was talking to this person, and at first the conversation was about different roles and different jobs and different professional paths, and and of course we covered that. And I'm not saying that that's not important. I mean, heck, I mean even with even with the healing from the inside out, there's still things that happen external. I mean, we're still putting a you know maybe a topical antibiotic or a healing you know a healing lotion or medicine. We're still packing the wound with gauze. We're still covering it from the external environment. We're still washing it. So the outside stuff has to happen. But the inside stuff, that that's where the magic is. Many of us are struggling, I think. I think more of us are struggling than we even want to admit. I wonder how many of us, when we wake up in the morning, we open our eyes. What percentage of us open our eyes and are just like, oh man, I'm so psyched. Can't wait to jump out of bed. This is going to be an awesome day. I'm so grateful. I mean, it would be great. And and it's something that I know that I work on. I work on this. Literally this morning, I woke up early and I was about to get out of bed. And there's a blessing in disguise here. I, I The other day in the gym, yesterday actually, I pulled a leg muscle. It's, it's the top of my quadricep. Uh, I was literally in the middle of dumbbell lunges. You know, So that's for those of you that don't know what that is. It's when you're holding a dumbbell in each hand and you're lunging forward one leg at a time. So you lunge forward with your right leg, then step back. You lunge forward with your left leg and step back. And as I was pushing off of the lunge, I felt a pop in my right quadricep causing me to dramatically drop the dumbbells on the ground, causing the guy next to me to literally go, are you okay? And um, so the blessing in disguise was I cannot spin my legs and jump out of bed right now. I'm moving a little slower. As a matter of fact, you know, I've iced my leg today. I've got it wrapped in gauze uh, to stabilize it. I'm even walking with a cane because if I misstep, it's it's just shockingly painful. I've got a high pain tolerance, so I'm not really even complaining about the pain. I'm looking at the blessing in this. And the blessing was I had to think before I spun my legs to get out of bed. I had to sit there for a second. I had to contemplate. I had to make a decision. And the decision that I made was, no, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this. I am forced right now to pause. I am forced to think about something that we all take for granted. Many of us take for granted. Many of us take for granted the ability to spin our legs and get out of bed. There's many people that can't do that. There's many people who are disabled or paralyzed or 
have lost the ability to walk or have lost a limb or have back injuries, whatever the case may be. But for many of us, you know, we take for granted that we can spin our legs, step up and walk off the bed, right? So I paused and I said, okay, well, I'm in this situation right now. Might as well make the best of it. And I lied there for a second and I thought about this whole concept of wounds healing from the inside out. A lot of the things that have happened to me in my life, a lot of the the things that I struggle with, a lot of the things that are causing me pain. And I thought about this conversation with this young person that happened the other day and and how brave they were to want to find that reset. So I paused and I lie on that bed and it was still dark. It, it was probably 5.50 in the morning, I think was what the clock said. And I put my hand on my chest and I thought about love. I thought about love. And I realized I love a lot of people. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my friends. I love some of my coworkers. No, I love all my coworkers. I said some. (laughs) But I mean, some I don't know, right? So the ones that I'm close to, I certainly love. I love a lot of what I do for a living. There's a lot of pieces of it that, gosh, I really love. But the the one thing, the one person that I struggle with loving is myself. I, I, I think that's something that I've always struggled with. And I realized that it comes from somewhere. It comes from inside. It comes from inside. It comes from a voice inside of my head. I'm not sure if the voice is mine. The voice is a recording. The voice is a program. If you're listening to this, you're listening to this on some sort of device. I would imagine a laptop or a, or a phone or a tablet or an iPad or whatever. And that, that device has been programmed, right? There's a program that runs that device. Apologies to IT people if I'm using any of the wrong terminology, but just work with me on this. And we're also programmed. We're programmed by the stories that we tell. We're programmed by our past. We're programmed by what we believe about ourselves. Where do those beliefs even come from? Where, where do they come from? A lot of times they were fed to us. You know, I, I heard recently that up until seven years old, the human being is sort of just open. We're in theta, as you will. You know, the brain has alpha, beta, theta zones. And that children are kind of in theta. They're just open to things. They're receptive. It's a very important time in our lives. For those of you that are parents, pay attention. The things that are said to us up until about seven years old, we we bring in, we take in inside, inside of ourselves. And so, gosh, hopefully. From childhood, you know, infancy to seven, you're you've been told, you know, you're you're amazing. You're you're going to be successful. You're so smart. You're so creative. You did great. I'm so impressed with how hard you worked on that. You're beautiful. You're a good person. Yeah, but for most of us, that's not what we heard. I mean, that's not what I heard. No, no, I I I heard very opposite things. I, I I was told I was stupid and I was told that I wasn't good enough and I was told I was bad at math. I was told I was ugly. I was told that I wasn't enough frequently. Now, I hold no grudges, none, all forgiveness, all forgiveness. But I'm wise enough now at this point to realize that those are the recordings that I play within myself. Those were the the stabs, the gunshots, the trauma that opened up some wounds. And I've spent a lot of time in my life 
trying to heal those wounds, but from the outside in. From the outside in. Reading a book, hoping that this external book would somehow fix that, talking to someone, et cetera. But it, it struck me that I should do all those things. You're healing a wound as a nurse. I know I've got to put medicine on it. I've got to treat it. I've got to give you antibiotics. I've got to, you, know, you might have to have sutures or you know stitches or, but that the true healing happens from the inside out, the inside out. So I stopped this morning and I put my hand on my heart and I did a couple of very unusual things. First, I acknowledged some compassion for myself. Silently inside my head, I said to myself, you're a good guy. You're a good friend. You're an excellent husband. You're a really good dad. You love people. You care about people. You treat people with respect and kindness. You're good. You're very smart. You've figured things out that you shouldn't have. You, you've gotten through things that no one, no one thought you would. People didn't believe in you, but you believed in yourself at some level. You've overcome great obstacles. You're impressive. You must be pretty good looking because, I mean, your wife is beautiful. As a matter of fact, with all respect to my wife, I don't think I've ever dated or been with anyone that wasn't beautiful. So I, there must be something about me that's attractive, even if I'm that guy with just the good personality, right? But I actually, for probably the first time, I don't know if in my life, but the first time in recent memory, I spent some time trying to go inside out and thinking about, and I had compassion for myself. I put my hand on my heart and I felt compassion. Oh man, I struggled. It was hard. And I was like, how come I can't do this? And I thought, okay, well, let me pretend like I'm having compassion for my son. Let me pretend I'm having compassion for my daughter. Let me pretend I'm having compassion for somebody that means a lot to me. And I, I brought up that feeling of compassion for them. And then I said, okay, now it's my turn. And from the inside out, I had compassion for myself. It was unusual. Why is that so unusual? Why is it, why is it weird? Why is it hard to have compassion for yourself? Man, I struggled with it for a few minutes. And fleetingly, fleetingly, I, I felt these moments of compassion. And I realize that there's a lot of stories that I tell myself, and I'm not the author of these stories. No, I'm I'm just I'm kind of like an audible. I'm the voice that's reading the story. Does that make sense? You know, you know how if you get an audible book or a book on tape, if you will, if you're of a certain age, you want to call it that, but you know, a book that someone's reading to you and you listen to it. They might be the author of the book. Oftentimes the author of the book reads the book, but you know, I've got enough books on Audible to know that, you know, it could be like this book written by Rich Blooney, narrated by so-and-so. And I realize that I'm I'm not really the author of these beliefs that I have in my head. Now, these are other people. These are people that spoke to me in such a way that maybe was not so power, power, empowering or powerful or loving. And I said, but you know, this is my life. My life is my book. I get to be at some point, take control over this. And so this morning, fleetingly, briefly, with my hand on my heart, first having to feel compassion for other people because it was so damn hard to feel compassion for myself, I then turned that compassion internal. And I felt a little bubble of it. I felt that compassion. I felt that love for myself. 
felt very foreign, very different, very different. I wonder how many of you struggle with that. You know, you, you, you'll feel sorry for a homeless person on the street or you'll feel sorry for that neighbor who just lost their job or that family member who just got a bad diagnosis or a story you hear in the news and you have no problem with that because you're good people. I think most people are good people. But how hard it is to pause, how hard it is to go inside and say, I need to feel compassion for myself. Because until I do that, until I love myself, until I give myself that gift of compassion and love, then perhaps the compassion and love I feel for other people is not is not as full, is not as real, is not as powerful as I think it is. Maybe it's surface. Then I thought about the stories. I picked two. I won't share them with you because, first of all, they're unsettling. Second of all, they're personal. Third of all, they might trigger people, and I have no intention to do that. But I thought about two stories, two things that happened to me in my life as a child, probably not more than seven, maybe eight, that were very painful, things that were said to me and that were done, that I was told. And I took one of them, and I revisited it in my mind. I was there. I have a pretty good imagination. And I was watching it both from inside myself as a seven, eight-year-old child looking out, but also as a witness, as if I was watching it on a movie screen. And instead of it going in the very negative, dark way that it went, it went in a very different way. The person, instead of telling me hateful things and being abusive and neglectful and unkind and mean, they were loving and understanding and sweet and compassionate. And I smiled. I took one of the most traumatic things that's ever happened to me, and I rewrote the program. I rewrote the story. And then I picked another one that happened when I was a child. It was to share. It was a, a, a moment where I was bullied pretty badly. And I rewrote that script, and the person didn't bully me. No, it was a kid that I was playing with, and their older brother was there. And instead of being beaten up and bullied and mocked, and no, they were like different. They were kinder. It was fun. I was laughing. And with my hand on my heart, laying on my bed in the dark of the morning, thinking about two of the most painful things that have happened to me in my life, I smiled. I smiled because I, I started to rewrite the program now. Can I tell you as I sit here that I'm now completely healed? No, because even a wound doesn't heal from the inside out that quickly. I mean, maybe on Star Trek where they can like zap you with one of those little things and hopefully we'll get one of those devices someday. No, 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 a wound takes time, but all time begins somewhere. First you're cut and the moment you're cut, your body starts to react. It starts to try to heal. It, it starts to try to get back into homeostasis. Wound, wound healing takes place almost at the moment that the wound begins. I mean, but it does take time. Depending on the depth of the wound, the wound is very deep. It's going to need more time to heal. If the wound is rather superficial, it could heal in a day. But many of the wounds that we feel, they're not going to heal in a day. They're not going to heal with a morning meditation. They're not going to heal with a single time that you go back over a story that was painful. You know, it, takes, it takes a habit. So here's my commitment and here's my request. My commitment to all of you who are listening to this, is I'm going to do this every day. 
I am. I'm going to I'm going to wake up in the morning and even when I'm rushed, even if my leg is completely healed and I can jump out of bed, it's going to be about 5 more days before that happens, but I'm going to pause. It might be for 5 minutes, it might be for 15. And I'm going to feel compassion for myself. And I'm going to tell myself it's okay. And I'm going to speak to myself inside, inside, out and say, "You're good. You're kind. You help people. You make a difference. You're a good dad. You're a good husband. You're a really damn good friend. You're a good member of society. You're a decent citizen. You help people. You're cool. You're okay. You're kind of cute. You got some good features. <laughs> and then I'm going to revisit some of those moments in my life, maybe the same two. And I'm going to replay them with a different beginning, a different middle, and a different end. I'm going to edit them. And I'm going to work on healing from the inside. That's my commitment now. Here's my request. As you're listening to this, you might be a business person. I mean, this podcast jumps all over the place. And to be honest with you, this podcast is something that we've been doing for a few years. It's had moments of great success. It's had moments where it's kind of been still. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because the purpose for doing this podcast is not to become famous or to make lots of money or or any of that. It's just to have connection. It's just to have connection and maybe to help a few people. So my request is that you take a pause at the end of this podcast. Maybe put your hand on your heart or walk outside with a cup of coffee or go sit in your cubicle or go sit in your car and feel some compassion for yourself. Cut yourself a darn break. Think about, talk to yourself inside as if you would, as if you were talking to someone you love, a child that means a lot to you, or a friend that means a lot to you, or somebody that you just care about so much. And imagine them hurting and suffering and feeling lost or confused. And, and just close your eyes and feel that compassion you would feel for them, because that might be an easier way to start, because it was for me. And then flip it inside and pretend like you're sitting across from you and tell yourself it's okay. You're good. You're kind. You're trying. You're trying. Maybe think about one of those difficult or painful moments that you've had in your life, a challenge, a struggle, a difficulty, a story that you wish went a different way, and then retell it. Just run it in your brain like a movie and when that door opens and that person walks in, instead of them screaming at you, they're smiling at you. That boss, when you walk into their office, instead of them telling you how worthless you are, they're telling you how valuable you are. The person who broke your heart, maybe have that story run in a different way so that they're holding your heart. Maybe that person that you trusted that was abusive or neglectful. That instead they wrap their arms around you and tell you how much you matter. Maybe it never happened. Maybe it never could happen. Maybe it never will actually happen. But that's outside of you, isn't it? You do have control of what happens inside. Try it. Try it. If there's one thing that I'm learning, healing truly happens from the inside out. That's how we become better leaders. That's how we become better friends better significant others, better parents, 
That's how we become better human beings. Not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Hope you got a little something out of that. I hope this podcast finds you on a path of healing. And I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all that you do. Hey, take care of yourself because you're pretty damn awesome. Until next time.